What is going on? It's Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we hung out with Emily Whitehurst of the band Survival Guide over Zoom video. You might recognize Emily as the vocalist for the band Tsunami Bomb. She played in Tsunami Bomb for a number of years, so we hear about that experience. But Emily was born and raised in a small town in the middle of California and talks about how she got into music. She told us that Green Day was really the gateway into punk rock and music for her. She started to play in a band in high school, ended up going to Sonoma State. That's where she ended up meeting the other members of Tsunami Bomb. She had a band called Blinky when she first moved to Sonoma and that band and Tsunami Bomb kind of mixed and they kept Tsunami Bomb and we hear about how they were kind of discovered by Hunter of AFI and she takes us through her career with Tsunami Bomb as well as the action design, the project she started after Tsunami Bomb had broken up. As the action design started to kind of fizzle away, Emily began survival guide which is her new project so she talks about writing songs that were very different than what tsunami bomb was doing even the action design was doing what it was like putting out songs kind of in this new more electronic genre to date she's released two request hotline albums which are all cover songs requests from her patreon which i think is super cool the most recent one is all punk songs So she has two AFI songs on there, a couple Misfit songs, Green Days, Runaway, Avril Lavigne, Distillers. So we hear about how she was able to kind of reimagine the songs that are on this new uh, record, Request Hotline Volume 1.5. She tells us all about it and what she has coming up. Actually, a new record of all original material. She talks a little bit about that as well. You can watch our interview with Emily on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It'd be amazing if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, it'd be incredible if you follow us there as well and hook us up with a five-star review. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Survival Guide. Of course. My name's Adam, and this is about you and your journey in music, and uh, we'll talk about Survival Guide. Okay. Um, Can you hear me okay? Yes, I can hear you. Perfect. I don't do you. Okay, great. You have to hold that. I don't want you to feel uncomfortable. Uh, I mean, I'm used to it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I just feel bad if you have to hold it up like that the whole time. This is my best. um, This is my best, like, quick, easy uh, Zoom setup. So okay, all good, all good. As long as you're cool with it, I it's fine with me. I just felt bad for you. Yeah. Okay, no, it's fine. <laughs> okay, um, I don't want it to make hair noises. Oh, all good. I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> um, I don't know if you mind. I, I obviously I'm not going to ask a bunch of questions about tsunami bomb and blah blah blah. But I was curious if you mind touching on it because I know it's a part of your story. Oh no, not at all. Okay, cool. Um, awesome. So first off, talk to me. Where were you born and raised? Uh, I was born and raised in central California, uh, kind of just in the middle of the state in the middle of nowhere. What part uh, I'm from San Diego originally. I'm curious. Oh, you are. Okay. Yeah. So I'm from, uh, just pretty much just like an hour North of Fresno. 
Oh, okay. You work it's like the, the San the Joaquin there. Valley. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I spent a, a lot, majority of my life in San Diego. And then I lived in the Bay Area for uh, a bit. But now I'm in Nashville, yeah. but I know <laughs> California quite well. Um, yeah. So in the middle. Yeah. So you're, yeah, kind of right there in the middle, huh? What was that like? Uh, yeah. I mean, I did not enjoy it <laughs> uh, <laughs> growing up there. I, I always wished I was somewhere else, somewhere that was, you know, more exciting, uh-huh. I guess you could say. Uh, it was really like the, the next nearest um, bigger city was uh, Merced. Okay. Like, just I don't I don't even know the size of that, but um, but there was just hardly anything to do there. So growing up, um, I had to I had to get creative, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, I guess. Sure. Yeah, because there probably wasn't a whole lot of bands that went through that way. No. Yeah, I mean, like at least even to Fresno, it's kind of a dart out in the in the middle of the of the state. Yeah, for sure. Um, I would go. I would go to Merced. I'd drive like thirty five minutes to go to like a coffee shop punk shows and stuff like (laughs) um wow so what about i do you come from a musical household at all i know uh, you have some siblings that were into music at one point right yeah um as a not in my youngest years uh my parents weren't necessarily um pushing music on us in any way (laughs) although i did take piano lessons. My older brother, Logan, and I took piano lessons um, when I was in second grade, uh, just for a short period of time. I really didn't like it at all. Okay. <laughs> and uh, yeah, my parents, um, my dad and my aunt and uncles had some definite musical tendencies, but, uh, but nothing that was like, oh, we're a music family. And it, it just it. kind of ended up that way. Um, I think maybe, maybe as a product of um, growing up in that town and <laughs> boredom, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, wow. Okay. Uh, what was like? I mean, not coming from a musical house, but like going, getting into piano in second grade, not really loving it. Like, what was kind of the next like thing? What kind of got you into music? Was it a band, or, or did you start learning guitar or something like that? Like, what was kind of the next? Thing that really got you uh, excited about it? The thing that got me really excited about it was Green Day. Uh, really? That, that's yeah. what got me excited about music. Really? Album. Yeah. <laughs> no, like I, literally the band that got me into music altogether all was Green Day. That's so funny. Yeah. I mean, before, before Green Day, I had a few records and was like, oh, music is cool, whatever. But uh, when, when, they got really big with Dookie. I was just like, this is, this is part of me now. <laughs> yes. I want to be part of this. Like whatever this is, I want to do this. And uh, I just felt compelled to, um, to try singing in a band. I sort of, um, I sort of commandeered uh, the leftovers of a band that my brothers were in. And uh just kind of forced my way in there. <laughs> oh, wow. Were you playing guitar at that point? Or did you start playing guitar because of Green Day? No, I I just was singing. And okay. then I started playing bass sort of as a, as a, out of necessity. 
Mm because our bass player left for college. So I was like, well, I'll try it. You know, why not? It's a pop punk band. So it doesn't really matter that much. (laughs) (laughs) Just follow the route. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Oh, that's cool. I I love that you, that Green Day was kind of the the one for, because I I also was, my dad would play records or, you know, he he had like Nirvana Unplugged, which was cool. And like some uh, Aerosmith and Beatles records. But then like when Green, when I heard Green Day, I was like, whoa, like this. It was like yeah. right up my alley. And I remember watching, they had like, that would play on MTV. I would have to really research to see, remember what show it was, but they had like a concert that used to play on MTV uh, every once in a while. Like it was right around, it was Dookie. So they were playing all the Dookie songs in before that. But um, yeah, that was just like, for me, it also just changed my life. And then I, my neighbor was, he wanted to be like cool. So he bought Kerplunk because he's like oh, everybody has Dookie and he bought. <laughs> so then it was like, oh, there's another album from this band and like and it kind of just went back. Yeah, that's how I felt too. I was like, oh wait, they have more. <laughs> yeah, they have <laughs> other songs. I, I, yeah, I had to do, I had to do some research and and discovered that they had more records and I I was I was officially obsessed. That's cool. And you cover a Green Day song on the newest, you know, uh, hot. Uh, what, hot uh, request happens. hotline request hotline yeah. <laughs> spacing out there sorry uh, okay. yeah and you did a newer one which is i thought was pretty exciting yeah um i that those songs were all requests i mean hence the, uh, the request hotline, hotline. yeah oh. uh yeah so um so yeah i mean i i i prefer the uh I prefer the older stuff. <laughs> the old stuff. <laughs> but it was fun covering that song. That's cool. So the the when you started it or when you joined the band, were you you said you're the singer? Were you writing the songs too, like the lyrics and metal melodies and stuff? Yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. My my first band was called Generic Asphalt. <laughs> I like that. That's a good <laughs> name. <laughs> <laughs> really random, random name. Um, and uh, yeah, we did. I mean, we did some covers. Of course, we did some Green Day covers. And uh, but it was like important to me to have originals too. And so we wrote some songs. And yeah, just what? just sort of basic pop punk stuff. Yeah. Would you play around town, or how did you? I mean, you- wherever wherever I could, I would try to throw together shows. Uh, sometimes we would have a short lived coffee shop in town where we could play a show. Um, We played one time in a Christmas parade. uh, Oh, wow. That's awesome. (laughs) Um, Yeah. We played at like sometimes school, you know, like nighttime school functions or whatever, just like whatever, whatever we could play. Sometimes we'd play in other towns, like nearby towns, just to pretty much any show we would, we would just play it. Okay. Canal yeah. bank parties. <laughs> That's awesome. And did you do that at what up through high school? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I started, I think I was, I mean, I was 16 when I was really getting into it. And then probably that summer it was like my junior and senior year of high okay. school. And then did you move away? Did you go to San Francisco for college or something? Because at least I'm just going off of where Tsunami Bomb started with like Petaluma, right? Like you just know yeah. it was San Francisco. Yeah, I went up to Sonoma State. Oh, you college. did? Okay. So that's yeah. where you were going. Got it. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. And what drew you up there? You just wanted to get out of the small town? Uh, Yeah, for sure. But also my my older brother, Logan, went to school there too. And oh, he cool. was, um, yeah, and he was a musician too. 
and uh, was, I went to visit him when, um, when I was a senior in high school, I went up to visit him for the weekend and was so cool. Just like he had all these musical friends and he was in a band and um, it just seems so, so awesome. So that's, uh, that's probably the main reason why. Yeah. Yeah. I actually applied for um, UC San Diego as well, but. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. So that was potentially one of my, one of my spots. Yeah. Yeah. But you got up to, excuse me, up to Sonoma State. Um, Was uh, like at the time, is that how you met the other people in Tsunami Bomb? Was it due to maybe three, was it through your brother? Yeah. Yeah, it definitely was. Yeah. I mean, when I moved up there, I. I started a band too. After like a semester, I started another band called Plinky. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then we, uh, yeah, it was like starting a band up there. I was already kind of automatically in the scene because my brother was, you know, and it wasn't like a huge scene or anything, but, um, but I was welcomed into it. And then, um, was it mainly up there in Sonoma or did you, would you guys, because obviously San Francisco and Oakland, all those towns have big, big scenes as well. But were, were you guys pretty, was it mainly up there? Uh, yeah, it was mainly up there. It was um, kind of hard to get shows in like in San Francisco. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Well, and I it, bet it was. I mean, yeah, it's a big city. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it was just easier to like be in our own little scene up there in the North Bay. Yeah, that's cool. And then you oh, eventually. Sorry, sorry go, ahead. go ahead. I think I cut you off. Oh, I was going to say that uh, we used to play like Plinky, the band I was in, used to play shows with Tsunami Bomb because they had another singer for the mm-hmm. first like six months or or so. Yeah, because so, you came in after you you kind of took over right as the vocalist yeah. at that point. Yeah. Were they just looking for someone else like uh, to go in? Were th- I mean, that band had success. And uh, was it you were you kind of joined at like their infant phase, right? I mean, that nothing had really happened quite yet until you joined the band. Yeah, there weren't any releases or anything. Um, it okay. was at that point, it was like a local band, you know, just like yeah. kind of garage band type thing. Uh-huh. Um, and I was friends with them and their singer. I was friends with the singer too. And she, um, she was moving away. So it was like, uh, well, she's moving away and we want to keep going. So, you know, and so I was in both, both bands for a little while. And that's why we have, uh, we actually, our first Tsunami Bomb release was a split between Plinky and Tsunami Bomb. It was a split oh, seven inch. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. That's amazing. So you did your own songs on one side or with the other band and then. Mm-hmm you sang the second the, the tsunami bomb songs on the other other side of the split yeah yeah wow that's cool was that like i mean doing both bands would you play together and have to do two sets uh no i don't think we ever played a show together that's a good question i don't think anyone's ever asked that question <laughs> yeah i i think by the time the seven inch was you know getting ready and coming out and stuff plinky was kind of disbanding and um we, there was a weird, it was like a weird mashup of the two bands for a little while because Tsunami Bomb was also trying to find a new guitar player. So, uh, so it was like, well, how about the Plinky guitar player, Justin? Like he might as well, you know, he might as well oh, do that. So it so almost morphed into what became Tsunami Bomb. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it was, there was overlap. And then even, even Justin, who was the plinky guitar player and then the tsunami bomb guitar player, he ended up um, having too much work. Like he didn't have enough time to, uh, to be in the band. So I convinced our plinky drummer to play guitar in tsunami bomb. So it was like this a kind of a weird, just like very casual, like, yeah, why not? Just, I mean, you can buy an amp, you know? <laughs> sure. No. Wow. Was there, um, I'm just, I don't even know. Like, what? like what having Plinky and then Tsunami Bomb, like, why did you guys continue? How come it went Tsunami Bomb and not Plinky? I'm just curious. I don't know if anyone's asked you that before either. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't think. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was kind of just the nature of the way things went. Like Plinky okay. was a three piece. And, you know, like I said, that the guitar player overlap, um, it was kind of like Justin, our guitar player, he was just like working constantly and mm -hmm. he was working more and more to where it was like he could barely give any time to either band. So that, so Plinky kind of fell apart because then we would have been a two piece looking for a new guitar player. And Tsunami uh, Bomb was a five piece. members at the time. Yeah, had more members. <laughs> so it was okay. kind of like, well, let's just, why don't we just, why don't we just, Brian from, you know, who played drums in Plinky, why don't you play? in tsunami bomb make it easy you know across the board <laughs> no no real searching for guitar player here okay that makes sense okay that, that does make sense and then when tsunami bomb is just it's just that band are you like what was kind of the first little success you guys had or what kind of really got uh the ball rolling for the band um you know i can't remember you know what Okay, I know what it was. It was that uh, we were on. Um, now I can't remember the name of the label. Uh, Hunter from AFI had his oh, own yeah, yeah. label. Uh, Checkmate, uh -huh. Checkmate Records. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so he was um, living in the area, so he would come to shows all the time. Like he was just always going to shows, and we met him, and. Um, and he liked our band and decided to release a seven inch for us. And that, I think that really um, opened some doors for us, you know, having oh, someone from a band like that sort of vouching for us. Uh, so from there it was like, we, I can't remember. I think, I think we got a booking agent after that. And then another label tomato head records picked us up for an EP and it just kind of, um, just kind of snowballed slowly it wasn't like instant or anything but it was you know these gradual steps up mm -hmm. i mean what, do you remember seeing hunter at like a show that you guys were playing and being like oh my gosh like he's here <laughs> like uh well i i didn't really know too much about afi until until hanging out with him and like having him at the shows um i mean i knew of them um but i wasn't like i wasn't like a a really big AFI fan until um, Black Sales. I don't know if you're familiar with their catalog. Oh, yeah, yeah. Actually, I've had Hunter on, on this podcast before. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, so it wasn't really until until Black Sales was um, was out that I was like, wow, dang, this band is really good. <laughs> yeah, well, that was probably right around the same time that he put you on their label, too. Yeah. And, like, I mean, and that's when they kind of really, I mean, it was like they were big and then that record was big and then it was like the next ones it just they just kept yeah. becoming like you know now they're massive but 
um yeah that's so cool to like have so him being there you're like oh yeah that's, that's cool that this guy's in this this band but then it was like oh wow like these guys are like super legit like yeah yeah okay. it's my my appreciation for afi was like a gradual build <laughs> <laughs> for sure <laughs> Um, well, that's amazing. And then obviously you played play with Tsunami One for a lot a while. Like that must have been really exciting, though, to get these label deals and eventually doing tours. And I, I still have a sticker, like a Tsunami Bomb sticker. I'd have to find it um, from like you know two thousand one or something when you guys played San Diego. Uh-huh. I think you played like the Epicenter or something like that. It's not even yeah. doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but what, that was that pretty exciting. I mean, did you end up fin- finishing school at Sonoma State, or was it like this is happening? So I'm going to con- we're going with the band thing. So I did not technically finish school, um, much to uh, my parents' disappointment. <laughs> uh, I took a, a semester off at one point. It was like you know we were touring, we were touring on breaks, and then it was like I we can tour full time. Like I need to just take a semester off. And, um, I did that and, but I was committed to coming back and doing another semester. So I did do one more semester, but it was not, it was like three units shy of being able to graduate. So, um, so yeah, I didn't do it. <laughs> Are you ever, do you ever think of just doing the two units, paying someone uh, yes. on Fiverr to do it yes. for you? <laughs> my, my issue has been Cause I have tried multiple times to go back. Like it took a while because after that, you know, returning for a semester, it was like, well, I'm not going to take another semester away from touring right now. Like I'm not, I'm, I need to go tour. Like I need to, like, there's so much touring to do. Um, I'm not going to stay for, you know, three units. Right. And um, so uh, you know, I, I lost, lo- definitely lost focus on that for a little while, but when I went back later to try to get it done, it was like, well, you, you're trying to make an appointment at the wrong time of year right now. It needs to be, you know, incoming freshman only or, uh, or whatever. It was like, I couldn't get an appointment appointment with the counselor to figure out the graduation. And then finally, when I did, it was like, okay, well, we've changed our unit system so now you need like five units and you're going to need this signed off on. So there's all these other appointments to make and they keep saying, oh, it's not that you need to wait until this right time of year. And then I have to, I don't know. I feel like after you have been out of the school system for a little while, they're like, oh, well, we don't really they're like, you got to start make time over for you. Yeah, like, that's you we, we're so busy. Like with other stu- with current students, you know, we don't really are you, to- are you that busy? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, it's, it's a bummer. I have, tr- I've tried that. I mean, I haven't tried super recently, so I don't know. Maybe I'll try again. Yeah. I would go on Fiverr. I'm sure you can pay someone 20 bucks and you'll, you'll get those credits handled for you <laughs> <laughs> just to get the piece of paper. Um, so I mean, obviously you played in, in Tsunami Bomb for a while, then you, the band kind of, you know, you guys like went on hiatus or split up or something. You, you left the band and um, did another project yeah, after we, that. Yeah, we broke up. We broke up in, in 2005. Okay. And, then, um, and then I started uh, the action design. Mm-hmm. With did you play our... with... Sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I'm cutting you off. Oh, no, it's fine. Um, with uh, 
the our bass player Matt from Tsunami Bomb. He was our he was our latest bass player. Okay. So uh, when so the we, Tsunami Bomb ended, was it did you know you wanted to continue doing something with music? Yeah. Yeah. I I did. I did. There were lots of issues at the end of the band just kind of um coming from everywhere almost sure. like being in the music industry and there was issues with the label, the management, the booking, like it was like every aspect you could think of. Uh, it, it wasn't like there was anything glaringly crazy, but there was nothing that was sort of holding it together to where, yeah. I mean, including, including the, uh, like band relationship and stuff like it wasn't bad. It just was like, well, this stuff is all so crazy. And like, there's nothing, nothing is working how it should. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's hard kind to kind of, of keep all that together. Right. I mean, bands are the ones that s stick around are the ones that are so, somehow can uh, either have everyone has the same mindset. I mean, it, it, I can see it being so you have to manage all these personalities. Right. And then not only that, now you're <laughs> including like, record labels and booking and now there's all these people involved and it's like okay uh yeah i i can see how hectic that could get I, like i you know i talk to artists all the time and it's like wow how do you even like handle all of that that just seems like so much going on yeah yeah it's it's it can be quite a mess yeah i bet wow and was that, i mean that must have still been pretty you know heartbreaking i would assume to a certain extent like to be playing with that band for so long and you guys got successful and then it's like okay well this isn't happening now Did yeah it was i mean form the other band or it was just it was kind of like that feeling i don't know if you've had this feeling but i know that some people have uh when when a relationship is ending when you know it's ending you know like sure you're just like it's inevitable wow yeah like we like it's been this many years, I mean, especially like a long, a long-term relationship, like mm -hmm. it's just like, wow, this has been like a time investment. And it's kind of a bummer that it's just not like, it's obvious that it's not gonna continue. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's not going to pan out. Um, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I knew that I still wanted to do music um, and I wanted to do music with, with Matt, our bass player, mm -hmm. um, we were both kind of feeling music in a, in a particular direction, which is what action design was. Um, but also around that time, my my brother Logan got sick and had brain cancer. Yeah, and I did read about that. I'm so, so yeah, sorry so, to hear about that. Yeah, so that was a really big um, like break, I guess, in my career because I was like, well, I I can't i mean thinking about it in that way it's like i couldn't have just continued to tour in tsunami bomb it would have like it would have uh been like a weird hiatus anyway you know because i felt like i had to be home to well, be sure i mean he was a big part of even going to the school and everything yeah I for mean, sure that's that i can't even imagine again i'm so sorry to hear that i, I can just read about it um and then to have yeah, I wouldn't be able to personally continue going on or being you don't want to be away. I mean, to be yeah. on tour and on the road, it's like, well, I this is great, but there's definitely more important things that are happening at the moment. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It was it was important for me to be 
home with my family for that. So, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, it was like, it wasn't like action design. Um, I wanted to do something, but we didn't really like kick into any sort of gear until 2007 or so. Okay. So it was like a couple of years pretty much between, between, between like really active in Tsunami Bomb and then being really active in the action design. Mm-hmm. That must have been hard to come back and do music though, too. And just was it kind of healing or? Uh, no, it took me. It 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 definitely was hard. It was. Oh, yeah, I bet. It was. I I, I kind of just had to wait until I was ready. You okay. know, like which is interesting. I I don't know. I think it's interesting because some for some people it really is healing, and I didn't realize how much so until our our drummer in um action design, Jake, his sister got cancer as well, like a few years later and she passed away from it. And I was like, Oh no, well let's, you know, we can take as much time off as you need. Like I, you know, I know what this is like. And, and Jake was like, no, you know what? I want to play. Like I'm ready. I'd rather just get back in there and start playing, which Mm -hmm. I was like, wow. Okay. I don't know if that's the difference between singing and drumming, maybe, you know, like being a front person and, and having to, really put it all out there or yeah and being have to be there talk to the crowd and act like you're super excited like hey portland it's like uh (laughs) you know in the muck but like i mean but some people that's how they kind of cope i guess it's just kind of a distraction maybe it became a distraction of of not a bad distraction but it just no no i mean i think that's great if it was it was a good way for him to for him to cope with it you know i kind of wish that that i could have been like that but it's just yeah. not how the way it was for me. Yeah, I don't. I would be similar to you, where there's no way. Um, was it? Were you able to then, like, with with that band, to go back into? Or were you writing the songs still for that for that mm-hmm. project as well? Is yeah. it hard to get in and start writing again, or you just kind of felt like it? Find like you had that moment where you're like, okay, I'm gonna, I want to start doing this again. Um, I have some material. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there were I. I wasn't able to write about that. Like I still okay. actually have not been able to write about that. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, but you know, there's other things in life. So sure. eventually it was like, all right, I can, I can, I, there's, there's more, there's more, there's more and I, write yeah, and I can happening. write about more stuff. So, but yeah, I mean, it definitely was a creative, uh, lull for me for sure. I bet. Wow. And you did, uh, that band for a couple of years as well few years uh until survival we, guide started yeah it's hard to say i for some reason i have a harder time remembering when action design because action design kind of fizzled out too uh um we had a couple of band members who were like yeah i just don't want to tour so much and and it's sort of just it we didn't like break up but we were like yeah let's just not we didn't want to replace band members and mm-hmm. we just wanted to sort of leave it as it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started survival guide with Jason, who was the guitar player for action design. So I, I'm like, I'm <laughs> bringing, oh, wow. yeah, band yeah. Members bringing along pe- from people each, along the ride. Yeah. From each, and I guess survival that's guide is, <laughs> is much different than anything that I had heard prior to that, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, so that was another thing that we we actually wanted in Survival Guide. Um, we we kind of were feeling like, well, what if we 
had electronic drums and we could put in sound effects or use keyboards to make, you know, it just was like the electronic aspect of it sort of opens up um, the possibility of doing anything mm-hmm. in a way. Um, so, so yeah, that's what, that's what we did. And and we wrote the whole first record together and a couple of, uh, a couple of seven inches. Wow. Yeah. So the, the, when you started doing that, was it, cause you know, you got piano, even in the covers, right? I mean, the hybrid moments covers is piano based, the whole thing. Yeah. So I think that's cool that you kind of added those elements in. Was it different? I mean, with just people knowing what you, the bands that you're in prior and kind of like your style free survival guide, at least the music that you were putting out, were you like at all, you know, worried about what people would think or you didn't even care? You're like, I love this. It's going to sound like this. Like, are people like, oh, it needs to be more punk rock? Like, or, or was that even something you thought about or not at all? I mean, I did think about it. Um, I, but I, I feel like with music, I kind of always have to just follow my heart as cheesy mm-hmm. as that sounds. Sure. <laughs> so, um, so I, you know, I was determined to do it anyway, but I definitely was like, well, people are going to hate this. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think it's uh, rad. I love the acoustic, like the live acoustic one you did live and alone. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I just think it's such a cool sound and, and it's cool to hear because like punk, when people that sing punk or like in, or in that style, then they go more like the acoustic route. There, there's something about the voice that's still there, but it's like, I don't know. It's like prettied up a little bit. I, 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 love I, that. I, I know exactly what you mean. I, yeah. I feel like, I feel like um, when I try to think of, you know, if I'm like, well, who could survival guide go with, you know, cause oftentimes uh, for press or, or whatever, it's like, well, who, I'm supposed to suggest what bands survival guide sounds like. Oh, right. And I'm like, well, I don't know because I feel like in this sort of solo electronic world, it's like the vocals are, are often so like soft or I don't know. I, 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 I don't know if there's a good way to put it. I just, I, I just I'm know trying to think saying. too, just it's based like, off of what you're like, just based off the sound, even the, not the acoustic ones, right? I mean, there's some of the songs that your vocals are like, like distorted vocals that it's kind yeah. of like that lo-fi sound, but then there's other ones where you, you can hear you just regu- you know, belting it out where it's like, there's not one real genre that it kind of fits in. Like if you heard a no effect song, you know, that's a no effect song and there's nothing that's going to not sound like, you know what I mean? Like yours, yeah, yeah. like there's no box that you can kind of put survival guide in. I don't think. I mean, yeah. it'd be hard to say. You could be like, oh, well, you know, it's electronic. It could kind of go de- Depeche mode, but also it could go this way. Like, there's just so many elements to it. It would be difficult yeah. to really say we're similar to blah, 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 Green Day and Screeching Weasel in this band. But it's like <laughs> uh, not right. Yeah. So um, that's cool. Like when you when you did that, were you touring on? Have you, you know, when with Survival Guide, have you done tours and by yourself or is it like with your with uh the other guy from uh the other band that action design yeah yeah, yeah, action design yeah we did we did um a little bit of touring before he quit um he had a daughter and decided that um i mean sort of like unexpectedly (laughs) okay and uh wasn't able to uh you know 
commit as much time sure. as I wanted to uh, do survival guide stuff. So, um, so yeah, we, we did some, some small tours before that. And then I have done a couple of tours, small tours myself um, doing solo. Uh, and I'm not totally sure what I'm doing with that because it's um it's I definitely have never like fully embraced I've tried to force myself to embrace the solo uh performance but it just I it's just not it, I mean it's still fun but it's like it's like half as fun as playing with someone else in the band okay so I'm kind of like I'm I'm gonna do something either I will continue to um, play solo and just like force myself to do that <laughs> when you do uh, solo are you bringing in the electronic elements or are you just going up with an acoustic guitar uh so I don't actually don't know how to play guitar I kind of wish that I, I definitely wish that I did but I don't so um I have done some acoustic shows where I just did it piano style I've done that a few times oh, uh, cool. lately okay. Um, mainly because that I've been getting a lot of practice doing that on Twitch. So when I, when I stream on Twitch, I'm playing, um, just piano or oh, bass. Wow. So I'm like doing a solo bass or piano thing. Um, but I also, for the most, um, most of the time for survival guide for like a, a regular show, I would say I have a, a drum pad that has, some backing tracks loaded into it and then um and samples and stuff and then i have two different keyboards i have a, just some various electronics basically that i can play so it's like a, a one person electronic show oh cool yeah that's rad um and are you like so with the most recent release um are you doing a lot of the like do you enjoy the covers like how do those come in was it through your twitch stream so for Request Hotline Volume 2 and Volume 1, um, they were all requests from Patreon. So there was oh, a okay. yeah, so there was a time where um where I was offering as one of the tier rewards, I was offering, you know, a custom cover song recorded for you. And um they started piling up at one point and it was like, well, we should release these. Like I I think once we have, you know, an album's worth, like, let's, let's put them out. And by, by we, I mean, like the you. patrons and me, you know, <laughs> those are, those are their requests and, and I'm just fulfilling them. So, wow. Was there like, can you remember a particular request? You're like, oh my, this is going to be difficult. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, there are a lot. Uh, I, I think. Well, one of the hardest ones was definitely um, on this record was uh, the Distillers cover was the um, so th so this one is the the a punk the whole album has like a punk theme basically right they're all punk songs the other mm -hmm. one wasn't so much right right the other one is just like a random collection kind of which I think yeah. is is usually what will happen probably but as we were going along I was like well I'm I'm starting to rack up these punk I, I might as well like gather these punk songs for one album and have it be like a punk theme. So, um, but I didn't want 
you know, all the covers I do with the exception of uh, cherry bomb, mm-hmm. uh, I, I want to give it a different feel. You know, I want to like make it something, make it something else. So it's interesting. Right. So it's not just you doing the same version of the song, but yeah. your voice on it. Right. Yeah. It's just a more, it's just a better creative exercise for me to do, mm-hmm. to take a song and be like, what can I do with this to change it up? So the distiller song, um, which is uh, for tonight, you're only here to know. Mm-hmm. I decided to make it into an orchestra type piece. And I don't really know how to do that. <laughs> so <laughs> I had committed myself to doing this and, and then was like, well, well now what? <laughs> so it was, it was definitely um, a challenge to get. How did you end up pulling it off? Did you, were you hiring people or just figured it out on like uh, the computer? Yeah. I just, I didn't hire. I, it's all digital. It's just wow. all, yeah. Just me finding what, what I thought were decent uh, sounds to use. And mainly it was more like thinking how, well, yes, I needed decent sounds, but also I needed to figure out how to put them together in a way that seemed like an orchestra. You know, sure. that was the part that I didn't really think about. Like, oh yeah, what do I, I don't, I don't know how to write for strings. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna, I'm, I mean, I'm happy with how it turned out though. So, um, no, was, the whole, yeah, the whole album is amazing. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I love the choices you made. Um, it's, it, like right out the gate, it, it was Avril Lavigne. I was like, huh, like this is cool. And then, <laughs> I mean, just like the different, uh, like, I mean, misfits, AFI are on their green day runaways. Uh, even the Tony Sly one at the end is awesome. I mean, I thought that was cool that you did a couple, maybe two of his songs. I can't remember. Maybe just no, one. just one, just, just one. one. There, there are the two. There are two Misfits and two AFIs. Okay, that's what it was. Yeah, um, yeah, the two Misfits. Probably thinking of the two Misfits piano covers. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what it is. The uh, Skulls. You did the other one with Skulls. Mm-hmm. Um, that's cool. So those are all those came in as Patreon requests, and then you decided, hey, let's put these out. Like, what's how many did you have to, was it hard to sift through and figure out which ones you wanted to make the record that would make the record or how did, how did you decide on the track listing? Uh, these are all of the punk related covers. Oh, they're all of them. I okay. have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I have a total of um, like 30 something covers. I still have a, a few more to do. And I just, it just like, as they were coming in, it, it worked out perfectly to where it was like, Oh, well, this is an album worth of, of punk covers mm-hmm. so um so yeah i just put all of them on there wow are there do you get any and you're like i can't i'm not gonna do that one <laughs> or like songs <laughs> or no uh, just not, do, you'll do all not yet them. not yet okay. i mean i i i think uh i think the challenge is is great um and yeah it's so it's far cool that you fully produce like you'll fully produce the whole thing like you'll make so if some like for example that the distillers one somebody said i want can you cover this distiller song and then you go sure and then you think oh it'd be cool to do this orchestra so you're really investing all this time and into making it great instead of having maybe somebody on patreon where you're like oh can you do uh two thousand light years away and you're like sure and then you just kind of cover it with a guitar or your piano and then you're like here you go it's like you're really making this something very special for for whoever requests it yeah i like it to be you know authentically something that i 
not only that I enjoy making, but something that I would want to listen to. Yeah, that's really cool. Although some of them definitely are. I mean, there are the Misfits covers that are just piano, you know, like sometimes I have to, I, I kind of force myself to maybe this should just be a piano song, you know, like maybe don't overthink it, maybe just keep it simple. And, and hopefully the patron who requested it will, will still appreciate it, you know, it, in its simplicity. Yeah. But I mean, to even make hybrid moments, just a piano song like in itself, that's a cool idea. Right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't sound like a lyrically. I mean, it, sonically, it doesn't sound like something that should just be like, OK, I'm going to play this really timidly on the piano. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Skulls is pretty fun, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, both of the Misfits ones like, all right. Um, but no, yeah. but they sound awesome. Thanks. Yeah. Very, very cool. Um, and then obviously you have originals with survival guide are you putting out any more do you have any uh originals ready to go yeah so i i'm working currently working on all the behind the scenes stuff for uh for a fall release of a full-length album wow really really excited about it are you doing all the production for it yourself like are you because you produce all these songs right the covers yeah i well i the covers are kind of also a way for me to learn how to get better at that. Mm-hmm. But I, I wouldn't, uh, I didn't want survival guy. Yeah. I didn't want to trust myself with that. So, uh, so it's actually already recorded and it was produced um, by Bob. Why can't I not think Bob Hogue <laughs> uh, in Phoenix. So I spent some time there um recording uh, at the end of last year wow that's exciting so you're gonna put it out in fall hopefully yeah and then maybe a tour you gotta figure out the, yeah. the live setup yes I'm, <laughs> I'm glad that it's coming out in fall because i have a little bit of time to figure out if i want to find other band members or you know what am i doing i don't sure. know <laughs> i love it well thank you so much for doing this emily i appreciate your time yeah, thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have one more question. I want to know if you have any advice for aspiring artists. Oh, uh, I feel like the music industry is so uh, confusing nowadays. So I would say the best advice I have is to just keep doing what you're doing, like keep making music, you know, find as many opportunities to, to make music as you can. Um, find reasons to reasons to perform reasons to record, uh, just continue to get better. And, uh, and then your career will get better as well.